what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? I have such an interesting message for you. Interesting because it might not feel good. But I promise you, if you put in the effort, you will start to see radical changes start happening in your life. And what would spirit-filled real talk be without some spirit-filled real talk, okay? So let's dive right in. Today, I wanna talk to you about something called habit stacking. You might've heard of this before, but I want to break it down why this is so important. So first of all, the inspiration came from John 10.10, which is all about how there's this setup in life and we get to choose. We get to choose. This is the verse where it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Okay, that's an NIV version. Here's the thing. We can in life, focus on everything that's going wrong. We can make excuses, we can complain, we can murmur, we can keep tolerating or accepting pain, but God didn't come for that. Jesus did not come for that. He came so that we might have life and have it to the full, a satisfying life, have it abundantly, okay? So I wanna break down something that was given to me via Revelation. And really the inspiration behind this is coming from 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. So I'm going to read this verse and then I'll keep referencing back to it. I just want you to see that this is spirit-backed real talk, okay? So this verse says, For this very reason, make every effort to add, keyword add, to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, our favorite, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing, increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective, poor, broken, dissatisfied, unfulfilled, irritated, fearful, anxious, and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, 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 wow. Meditate on that verse day and night, okay? (laughs) But that again is 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. So that verse is what I believe is the spiritual representation of what habit stacking is. So habit stacking James Clear wrote about this, and there's another book out there called Atomic Habits. So there's a lot of books on habits, right? We know that bad habits usually lead to consequences and outcomes that we're not happy with, whereas good habits can lead to healthy consequences and things that maybe are more satisfying, enjoyable, bring peace, right? We can live with that. So they actually bring life, all right? So here's the thing. When it comes to building new habits, 
You can use the connectedness of behavior to your advantage. So really, one of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is what habit stacking is. So for example, in the morning, let's say after you pour a cup of coffee, you'll meditate for one minute. You can do that. Or after you take off your work shoes and your work clothes from coming home from a day at the office, which we'll all be able to get back to soon, you immediately change into your workout clothes. So you don't just go sit on the sofa, you don't just go eat something, you change into your workout clothes and you go for a run or you go to the gym, whatever it is. It makes it that much more likely that you will do it. Or after you sit down to dinner, you'll say one thing that you're grateful for that happened that day. Or after you go to bed at night, you'll give your partner a kiss. Or after you put on your running shoes, you'll text a friend or family member where you're running to and how long it's gonna take just to check in. So. These are habits that you're building. So you might have one thing that you're strong at. You might be strong every day you do this. You get up and you pour that coffee, but what if you meditated for a minute or visualized how you want your day to flow that day? Or even use that as your gratitude time, whatever it is. But you can see how that would change how you show up, right? Now, here's the thing. Here's a visual that I want you to track with me on for a second. If I were to tell you, (laughs) I'm not actually going to do this, but if I were to tell you that I was going to give you whatever car that you wanted and I was just going to deliver it to your house and leave it in your driveway, no strings attached. That's probably what you would ask. You'd be like, okay, but where's the catch? No catch. You literally can have whatever car that you want (laughs) and I will leave it on your driveway. What would you do? What would you do? Would you be open to that? Would you question if that was for real? Would you look for the catch? There's not a catch. And no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I want you to think about that in the sense of maybe you won't have one car for the rest of your life, but you have one body and you have one mind and it's on you. Your responsibility is to take care of this body that you've been given and take care of the mind that you've been given and literally your soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions. You've been given that in this lifetime to take care of and to steward well. So how do you want to drive it so that it can support you and having this fullness of life that we're promised in John 10, 10? How do you do that? My suggestion is habit stacking, to be real. And I just proved to you how that is a spiritual practice, okay? And here is something that I want you to stew over, to meditate on, to think about, to reflect about. I believe it's going to be what you want it to be. Did you hear that? I believe it, whatever it is for you, your relationship, your job, your business, your lifestyle, your health, I believe it's going to be what you want it to be. Hear it. I believe it's going to be what you want it to be. Check it out. Play it out. (laughs) Literally, we want things to be a lot of times what we accept, what we tolerate. That's what we want it to be. We don't admit that, but it's true. So I believe John 10.10 is a reminder and it's an invitation. I came Jesus came so that you could have a life more abundantly, a full and satisfying life. So choose life. There's a choice there. 
you know, like, you know, you don't even need to be naive. You see it happen, whether you're really trying to pay attention to it or not. The enemy absolutely does come to kill, steal, and destroy anything good in your life. Anything that's bringing you life, he's after that. Because <laughs> one of the greatest blessings you can be is a happy, joy-filled self, right? That can express God's love in the world. Do you think the enemy wants that? Absolutely not. So a lot of times, however, we accept a margin of life and that was never God's plan for us. God, yes, God wants you to have the house. He wants you to have healthy relationships. He wants you to have the car and a job and all these things, but it's more than that. He formed, shaped, and anointed you before you were in the womb, he knew you. He had a plan and a purpose for your life, and it wasn't just to accumulate things. It wasn't just to accumulate things. And we miss it when we accept things that don't bring us life, okay? So remember 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8, or 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. A huge thing that you might not have heard there, and I'll go back to it just as a reminder. <laughs> but a huge thing that you might have missed here is this, for this very reason, make every effort, hear me, effort, okay? I don't know about you, but when you're working with somebody and they're not making an effort, how does that experience play out for you? Is that something that's fun? Is that enjoyable? Do you have growth and progress happen? Probably not. Picture that in a relationship. It never works if one person is making all the effort and the other person is not. Picture that with raising, parenting kids together. If one person is the only one raising the children, it's frustrating, it does not work, right? They need a mother figure and a father figure. There's reasons that those roles are different. So the, just some examples, but this is my question to you today, and it's not to place guilt, shame, or condemnation. It's not about that at all. This is like Holy Spirit conviction, where you get those gentle nudges in your spirit, or sometimes those nudges that you just can't get off your mind. Like your soul is literally being nudged and you can't break from that until you take the action that you're being nudged about, okay? So this is the question. Are you using your energy to be unhappy? Are you using your energy to be unhappy? Let me give you an example. When I work one-on-one -on -one in my consulting business with a lot of people, it's interesting because I will talk to folks sometimes who bring up issues from years ago and they have an obsession almost about continuing to bring these up and how they're frustrating them, how they're making them miserable, how this hasn't changed yet. They can't let it go, right? And not that that's good, bad, right or wrong, but the thing is, I would ask this person, are you using your energy to be unhappy? Think about it. If you are constantly focusing on what's not working, are you putting in work to be happy? Or are you putting all that energy on being unhappy? Because where focus goes, energy flows. And we get what we focus on. Literally. Look at your life. What have you been focusing on? Your life will reveal it to you. Your life is like a mirror, okay? So for example, <laughs> I, I joke, but it would be my strategy. I don't phone a friend. I don't go on the internet. <laughs> I don't look at all these videos to support how I'm feeling. But what I do is I call CJ because I'm actually wanting a solution to the problem. Christ Jesus, okay? I call up CJ because I know that my friend might listen or might give me well-meaning advice. 
but that might just be supportive advice, not actually a solution. Or I know if I go on the internet, it could be some sort of self-fulfilled prophecy where you get what you're looking for, right? Which might not actually be the solution. I know there's only one person that can give me a solution, and that's CJ. So rather than venting, rather than murmuring, rather than, rather than complaining, rather than choosing pain, I will take a step back and say, you know what? I'm going to go to the source that knows it all and get a solution, and I will be part of the solution, okay? So that's really when you know that you're ready to habit stack or to add in increasing measure all of these good things to your faith, like Second Peter says. So the second question I have for you today is, are you really trying to get to the next level or not? Are you really doing a good job holding ground where you're at? Or are you really trying to get to the next level? Here's the thing. Again, I believe it's going to be what you want it to be. So in relationships, are you two fighting each other like crazy and bringing up resentments and past hurts rather than fighting the problem? Because you will never get to the next level that way. Are you murmuring and complaining about a job that God probably blessed you with, but you're not doing anything to step into your calling or develop your character for where he really wants to take you? examples, okay? So here's the thing. Habit stacking is you add something to it. So rather than bragging about what you're great at, let's take um, basketball, okay? So Michael Jordan, for example, as far as I know, did not do weightlifting at all, okay? And he was great at a lot of things, but he didn't stop at great. Something he started doing was he started stacking weight. He started weightlifting to change his game. So rather than staying in this place of just continuing to do what you're good at, why not add to that so that you can be great, right? In order to keep the things that are brought into our life, like for example, yes, your education, your life experience, your character development to this point, maybe it got you that job. Maybe it got you that relationship. Maybe it got you that lifestyle. However, in order to keep those things, you've got to add. You've got to stack new habits to keep it. So for example, if you're a really great businessman or businesswoman, but you're not a good partner, a husband or a wife, are you really having life to the full? And are you okay with that? Or can you add something? Maybe can you add a date night? Can you add a new habit of developing your communication, what can you do, right? So I would say to that, stop bragging about what you're good at and start habit stacking. So an example, even from my own life story, years ago, I had launched my very first business and it very much felt like what I was put on the earth to do and it felt aligned in a lot of ways. And I remember a few years into it, I got what I called an intuitive hit at the time, definitely Holy Spirit, just telling me to let it all go, just let it all go. And the type A person that I was at the time that needed a backup plan or an option or more clarity, it did not rest well, but at the same time, I knew the nudge, I knew what I heard. Now, I did let it all go. It's like sacrificing your Isaac, right? (laughs) I did let it all go, and I ended up going into corporate America, and I started at a call center for a hotel industry, okay? Insane. And I was very 
what I would call shy and introverted. So being on the phone was terrifying. And being on the phone, usually you're dealing with people with problems. Like it's never good. They're moody, they're frustrated, and they get you. (laughs) So you're getting confrontation all the time and back-to-back calls. Like you literally don't have a breath, okay? The minute a call hangs up, another one is cued in. (laughs) There's no time to breathe, really. It was one of the most humbling and challenging things in let alone the schedule was 4.30 p.m. to 1 in the morning. What? Like, what? I went from having full freedom and doing something I absolutely loved to being obedient and feeling so humbled, okay? And as much as I hated it, like, I really did not enjoy it. (laughs) I said, you know what? I'm not happy, but I trust you. I'm not happy, but I'm willing. God, I have no clue what you're doing. And I don't feel like I have the capacity and this is wearing me out. And I don't feel like a fit for this. And it almost feels like punishment sometimes, but I trust you. Okay. So absolutely insane what he did in that season and how he moved me through corporate ladder and all sorts of other things. But I believed that I couldn't rely on what I was gifted in. Yes, I'm gifted as a professional coach, right? But what if... I put you in a situation where you really could see how good you are as a coach. (laughs) I'll put you in the most uncomfortable situation with some of the most unmotivated people you'll ever experience in your life. And let's see how you do. You know what that's doing? It's character development. It's adding weight. It's the right amount of pressure, right? And it's uncomfortable. None of that was comfortable. But what did I have to learn? I had to learn to communicate whether I wanted to or not. I had to learn how to make the most of the time that I was given. I had to learn to be grateful. I had to learn to be patient. I had to learn to be humble and not rely just on what I'm strong at and and be embarrassed. Be embarrassed and be okay, right? So that's what I would say. I started learning new things. I ended up going into a yoga teacher training so that I could learn how to slow down in life too because I was always good at being an achiever and going, going, going. So in that season, I also learned a new skill, how to slow down, how to breathe, how to be fully present, not just on to the next thing. So I learned new ways to show up, okay? So think about that. How can you add right now? Where do you need to add weight? What is the weight you need to pick up, right? What are the things that you need to do? So for example, do you need to hire a coach, right? Do you need to take a course? Do you need to implement date nights, like I said, or bring some sort of stability and presence to a relationship? Do you need an ability to self-assess and develop yourself in that way and be more self-aware because of the impact that you're having on other people? Do you need to communicate better? Right. If you're a speaker, do you need to hire a voice coach? If you are an athlete, right? Like, what are the things that you need to do? Do you need to change your diet? Do you need to wake up earlier and establish a morning routine? What is the way that you can add weight? Because you don't keep what is brought into your life if you don't appreciate it. You do not keep it. And you do not keep it by staying where you are. Life challenges you to grow. And biblically speaking, we go from glory to glory, but that's something we choose. It's something we choose. We are developing our character. We are developing our mind. We're being transformed by the renewing of our minds, right? We are growth-centered. We don't stay the same. And if you stay the same, you will lose things. You will lose things. That's just the reality. So, 
you've got to get to this place where enough is enough, really, for this to be real for you. (laughs) And you stop doing what you normally do so that you can create a different life experience, so that you can create more fulfillment. You can create and be a bringer of life, okay? So remember that example. You're given one body and one mind. How can you develop your mind? How can you take better care of your body? That could be a good starting point. If you're in relationships, how can you bring more value to the relationships versus focusing on why they're so messed up (laughs) or broken, right? Or if you're at a job that is not fulfilling and you don't believe that you're meant to stay there, what are you doing to develop another stream of income? What are you doing to, to add more? If you're really great at this certain type of work, what are you doing to level up your skill set so that you could have more streams of income coming in? Is that making sense? I hope so. So again, I want to read this verse so that it sticks, but habit stacking is a great way to add weight to your life and to advance to the next level, okay? Because a lot of times we don't create a new habit by focusing on the habit that's not working. We create a new habit by habit stacking onto these things that we already do well, okay? So here it is again, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. For this very reason, make every effort, every effort, not every effort to make, not every excuse, not every complaint, not every murmur, (laughs) right? For this reason, make every effort, use your energy for good. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness. What are you adding to your faith? Add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, learn something new and to knowledge, self-control, go through the process, embrace the pain of discipline because there's two pains in life, the pain of discipline and the pain of regrets. The regret weighs tons, okay? (laughs) Discipline is uncomfortable, but it's not the pain. It's not the same kind of pain. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, this isn't something you do once and it sticks. You do this, right, all the time. You're consistent. You're stable with this. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. Are you tired of being ineffective and unproductive? Habit stack. Read 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. (laughs) And ask yourself, where have I stopped choosing life? Where have I become the problem? Where am I blocking myself? Right? Because you can get out of the way. You can say enough is enough. You can stop complaining, murmuring, and just accepting and tolerating pain. You can change. You can. The Bible, Jesus, the promises that are brought from Jesus, that's all about transformation. It's a manual for that. There's so many promises for that. But remember, I believe it's going to be what you want it to be. So do you want it to be more of the same? Do you want to be miserable? Do you want pain to be your status quo? When you can have life? You've got to choose something different. So I know this is a little bit deep, but I want you to really reflect. Are you using your energy to be unhappy? Because that's not what you were formed for. That's not what you were created for. And yes, if you feel 
like there is more for you. There absolutely is. But you're going to have to embrace the pain of discipline, self-control. You're going to have to add every effort, (laughs) every effort to focus on goodness, to add to your faith, to get new knowledge, to be uncomfortable learning new skills and to practice those new skills, right? So if this message blessed you, I would love to hear about it. And if you need some help doing this work, it'll be some of the best work that you ever do because you are your greatest investment. And you know you're ready when you're ready to shift from self-gratification and selfishness to a lot, (laughs) to a degree, to self-sacrifice and to self-control and to accountability and to personal responsibility. Self-gratification versus self-sacrifice, huge difference. So you know you're ready. If you want to dive into more of this work, visit julianapage.com. I have a self-mastery course created there just for this type of work. I have different consulting options and ways that we can work together. There's also several books on the site that really help you develop your relationship with God too if you're called to grow spiritually. So go check out julianapage.com and until next time, stay blessed.